And uh, yeah, it was 10 o'clock in the morning. Haven't really slept that much. But you know, got something to do. I gotta be out here uh, doing the show. So no sleep for the wicked, they say. And uh, <laughs> I could be wicked, can be wicked. Anywho, you know what this is. It's your boy, Jay Busy. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Today, I know some of you are still sleeping. So, a lot of you will tune in a little bit later on in, into the show. Want to shout out to uh, all the people out in Antigua listening in, Trinidad, to the people in Barbados, the people here in Canada. The Rejects Creed Riding Network. Shoutouts to the My Line Radio fam. You know, it's all good. It's all love. We have a good show today. We'll be talking with. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about Black History. So, with Black History, we have Sierra, Zandria, coming on after the commercial breaks in a little bit. We'll be talking about uh, a little bit about black history with them. You know, get a, a, a young people's perspective. They are uh, 15 and 17, so that'll be a good little uh, talk with them, see what and how black history and, and what black history means to them. We'll also be talking with Preacher. He'll be coming up to talk about uh, a little bit of love, relationships, you know, the good and the bad about it, you know, on his side. We were supposed to be talking with uh, Mikey G. However, he can't make it today, so it'll just be me, Preacher, and you guys. You can hit us up, 416-804-8244. That is the line. Text message. Phone. You can email us or you can follow us, DM us. The streets is busy on the IG. J dot busy on the IG. Email the streets is busy at gmail.com. Those are all the avenues that you can link us, reach us, touch base with us. You know? So that's what's going on right now in this place. Like I said, today's Sunday. We have a nice little show for you. Let's talk about things that are happening right now. We have on the docket, the Olympics is finished. Don't know if you've been following the Olympics, have been watching the Olympics, but yes, the Olympics is done. So sad. The good thing is if you have uh, prime video, you can watch every single part of the Olympics, the different uh, events, different times, all for free. Well, obviously you're paying for Prime, but you can watch them. I was watching uh, snowboarding, watching all the crashes and stuff, the things that I didn't get to see before. So, you know, as I said, I'm all about the crashing, <laughs> the falls. Listen, Olympics is tough. I give everybody props. You know, just to make it to to say that you're an Olympian and that you made it there is a feat in itself. So to all the Canadians, 26 medals is what we came across with. 
for the 2022 Beijing Olympic Games. So congratulations to all the winners. Um, I think that Canada needs to do better in a sense of supporting their athletes. I mean, athletes are still having to work one, two jobs, go to school and, and still pay for their training and everything like that. I mean, listen, this is a whole other politics, but if you're representing the country, you know, and you're putting your heart out to represent that country, I think that the country should at least help you help them. You know what I'm saying? Like pay a bill or something, you know, pay for the training, pay for pay for something. That's all I'm saying. I mean, listen, you're working very hard to to help the country win a gold or a silver or even just get into the Olympics itself. But it's a struggle, you know. You got to you got to train, you got to do this, you got to do that, and then you still have to either educate yourself or work in order for you to to maintain it and then you have your training regiment your training schedule so it's a lot whereas other countries you know if you're going to run for that particular country they help you out in some way shape or form if not fully they at least help you out with with something you know what i'm saying so that you can train more excuse me so that you can train more you can do more things but that's just my opinion for right now also today is all-star weekend yeah i don't really follow basketball and i know you guys are gonna shake your head say what the hell but um yeah no not really following the basketball however it's supposed to be a great game i don't even know who's playing or whatever but i know the game starts at eight o'clock tonight so a lot of you guys will be watching them watching the game um the last time i watched the all-star game last year i was kind of boring so i'm not a huge sports fan basketball football all that stuff the only thing that i tend to watch is soccer but i only watch that when you know it's world cup i don't really care about the sports per se so that's that about me basketball the olympics everything else that's going on as I said, we're going to be talking about black history. And I know that uh, the month is almost done. It's crazy. One more week in February is done. And then we move into March. And the March Madness for all the basketball fans, college basketball fans. Um, but the year is just moving very quickly. Also, Canada, well, Ontario. It drops its restrictions next month. Woo. So, full capacity for all your stores, for your outdoor and indoor events, clubs, gyms, the whole nine. You don't need to have a uh, COVID passport to get into anything, which is cool. So, that's going to be a good thing. I know a lot of people have been waiting, looking forward to it, getting themselves all stressed out. Um, You also have the Freedom Convoy that uh, is slowly being shut down by the government. But that's another story for another day. 
that'll be something to discuss in March when we discuss uh, a little bit about uh, conspiracies and aliens and lizard men and all that uh, <laughs> fun stuff. You know, what's really going on? You got to open your eyes. You got to be woke, as they say. So, with the city opening up, what are your plans? What are you doing? I mean, I drive for a living, so I have people that ride the bus just because they're bored. Nothing else to do. Freezing cold. They're just bored. They just need to be out. They uh, can't be home anymore, so they ride the bus. So, with this newfound freedom, as I'm going to say, use that word lightly, with this newfound freedom, coming up at the beginning of March, what are you going to do? What are your plans? Are you going to go buck wild and go visit all kind of crazy people and and uh, see what's up? Or are you going to just do what you normally do? More freedom, hang out with friends a little bit more. You know, hang out with family a little bit more. What is it that you're going to do? Hit me up, 416-804-8244. That is the number. You know the nine. Anyhow, sorry, I'm a little groggy right now, but that's because I only had three hours of sleep. So, yeah, working late doesn't help when you have to be up early in the morning. But uh, somebody's got to do it. And that somebody has to be me. So can't do it by yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, listen, we're going to get into black history. Black History Month is still going on for those um, who haven't gone out. Our good friend, I am Go- I'm Gorgeous Chaos, had a little thing on her IG talking about Scarborough Town Center has a great setup for Black History Month. Um, a lot of uh, local artists they're showcasing. They're also showcasing um, the history of, of well, the the people that formed Canada and, and um, helped Canada. So something to check out if you're not doing anything. Head out to Scarborough Town Center. Check it out. Also, if you skate, skating is free at the Scarborough Town Center. Um, you can check that out too. Nice little rink. Go around, bring the kids, do something outdoors, get them outside and educate them at the same time. Something to do. You know what I'm saying? So, well, let me just turn this down for a minute. Um, we have a little snippet of a little black history going on. I will be playing a nice little tune as I always do to get into it and I forgot to say my prayer so let me say my prayer right now Father God thank you for giving us another day thank you for blessing us here at uh, My Lime Radio with everybody that helped to put all this stuff together bless everybody that's listening keep them strong keep them faithful and uh, keep them healthy in the midst of this COVID madness that the world seems to be going through. Amen? All right. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, history myself with uh, something a little bit about Barack Obama. Barack 
H. Obama became the 44th President of the United States after being sworn in on January 20, 2009. His story is the American story, values from the heartland, a middle-class upbringing and strong family, hard work and education as the means of getting ahead, and the conviction that a life so blessed should be lived in service to others. With a father from Kenya and a mother from Kansas, President Obama was born in Hawaii on August 4, 1961. He was raised with help from his grandfather, who served in General Patton's army, and his grandmother, who worked her way up from the secretarial pool to middle management at a bank. After working his way through college with the help of scholarships and student loans, President Obama moved to Chicago, where he worked with a group of churches to help rebuild communities devastated by the closure of local steel plants. He went on to attend law school, where he became the first African-American president of the Harvard Law Review. After graduation, he returned to Chicago to help lead a voter registration drive, teach constitutional law at the University of Chicago, and remain active in his community. President Obama's years of public service are based around his unwavering belief in the ability to unite people around a politics of purpose. In the Illinois State Senate, he passed the first major ethics reform in 25 years, cut taxes for working families, and expanded health care for children and their parents. As a United States Senator, he reached across the aisle to pass groundbreaking lobbying reform, lock up the world's most dangerous weapons, and bring transparency to government by putting federal spending online. He was elected the 44th President of the United States on November 4, 2008. He and his wife, Michelle, are the proud parents of two daughters, Malia and Sasha. Yeah, that's just a little something on President Obama. Um, yeah, that was huge. One of the when he was voted as the president, um, <laughs> it was a crazy, 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 crazy time. A lot of people went out there to see that um, I didn't have the opportunity to go but I did watch it on uh, TV and I know I had a few friends that uh, went down to Washington to be part of that historical moment so that's a little bit about uh, Barack Obama black history you know how we do alright I'm going to throw in my inspirational track this one's Sam Cooke you all know it. It's been in a couple of movies. Change is going to come. Um, let's listen to it. We'll talk about it. And then we'll get into the, my guest, Sierra and uh, Sandra. All right. I'm afraid to die 
Sam Cooke, change is gonna come. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. To one of the listeners, I don't drink coffee. Sorry, that's not something that I do. So I'll perk up a little bit in a minute. But uh, yeah, that was Sam Cooke, change is gonna come. We're gonna talk about this right now. Um, this is. Now, for a lot of you that don't know, this happens to be one of 11 so-called black anthems for, well, black people. And uh, (laughs) this one happens to be one of them, one of the 11. The reason why I love this song is it gives you hope it tells you that and not just for for well I mean it's mainly made for black people but just for anybody you're listening to the song the song gives you hope that things are going to change that changes come if you persevere if you keep going forward you know regardless of the hardships that come about you if you have that hope if you have that faith, then change is going to come. Change is a slow thing. Change doesn't happen right away. But change is going to come. And you will live to see that change. You know, or something that you might do if you happen to pass. Something that you might do 
will bring forth a change for other people. You know, we can't be running away from the hardships that we face. We gotta stand firm. We gotta move forward. We have to make those choices and we have to have hope that what we're doing is gonna cause change. And we also know that change is gonna come eventually. Now, another part of this is is he talks about going to his his brothers and uh, trying to help them, and they in turn push him down. Now that happens more often than you think. That goes back to uh, what I said about the whole mental slavery uh, talk that we had a couple weeks ago. But anyways, we have to come together as a people, as 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 a as a race, to build and move forward not just when something happens and you know somebody gets killed or or we're trying to do a movement black lives matter etc etc we have to do this on a regular basis on a daily basis we have to constantly hope and constantly try to bring change because if we don't change won't happen but if you have hope you know that change is going to happen you heard? That's it for that song. I mean, listen, Sam Cooke, Change is Gonna Come, has been played in many movies. Great song. Um, great thing to, to look forward to and go from there. All right, we're going to break for commercial, and uh, we'll be back. My Lime Radio. 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 Hey, it's your girl, the Caribbean queen, Allison Hines, representing all the way from Barbados, and you're locked on to MyLimeRadio.com. The way we move, the way we sound, feel the rhythm. The way we fit, soaking wet, it's the world's playground. Take us in, fluid us, it's the way we play. The way we groove, the way we dance, every night and day. It's the way we play. Drink responsibly. Grab a chicken roti lunch special for only $6 from Drupati's Roti and Doubles. Available Monday to Thursday. Our new location is now open at 2866 Ellesmere Road in Scarborough at the corner of Nielsen and Ellesmere in the Food Basics Plaza. There's lots of parking and seating. And yes, we are open for dining. The weekend buffet is also back. Plus, we have curry crab and dumpling and the best roti and doubles in town. You done know. See you at Drupati's Roti and Double Scarborough. Yo, you know what this is. And we're back. We're doing a little thing on black history. I have my nieces, Sierra and Zandria, going to talk to them. You know, they're teens in this crazy COVID lifestyle and this crazy thing of the world that's going on right now. Um, we're going to talk to them and get them a little feedback on 
what they feel black history means to them. Plus a couple other questions. You're live listening to The Streets is Busy on MyLamRadio.com. And without further ado, we're going to introduce you to Sierra Zandria. Sierra Zandria, how you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you, Zandria. You all right? I'm good. That's good. Well, I want to thank you for coming on to the show and talking and taking the time out of your busy teenage life schedule to uh, come and talk to your uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Uh Uh-huh. So, Zandria, she's 15. Sierra, 18. 17. 17? Oh, well, see, I gave you a year. See, look at that, man. I I gave you a year on you, man. She'll be happy, (laughs) you know. Anyhow, they uh, I asked them because they're teens that I know and um, teens that I figured would be willing to come on the show and, and talk a little bit about black history and, and through their eyes. So without further ado, let's get to question number one. What does black history mean to you, Sierra? about black history i mostly think about the hardships that our people had to go through to kind of pave the way for the life that we live right now yeah anything else well i kind of think about how well everything we've been taught in school and the things i've seen on the news and what my parents talk to me about like at home okay all right. Uh, well, that's a good start. I'm going to get back to what your parents talk to you about in a minute. You know, Zandria, what about you? Um, black history means to me like about learning and remembering what different black people had to go through in the past to sort of like create a better life for like me and future generations. Okay. Anything else? What about school? What do they teach you in school? Um, in school, it's mm. really just, like, stuff about the Underground Railroad and, like, how it was used, and the stories of different black people, such as Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, and Harriet Tubman. Okay. And Sierra, what about you? What did they teach you in school? Um, they've been teaching us pretty much the same thing as Andrea. We've been doing assignments and like doing little reports on stuff like when I was in grade eight I had to do a black history report on Viola Desmond and what she did for our people and stuff like that all right do you find here's a sub question do you find that when they teach you black history in school that they only teach you about the civil rights you know, Martha Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, uh, Harriet Tubman, stuff like that, where they don't get into the the details of, you know, how slavery came about or even to, if you you don't want to go down that slavery route, how about inventors or people that, you know, black people that um, made inventions that changed the world? Do they just strictly teach you I mean, you've going, been going through school for a minute, so every year when Black History comes up, do they always teach you the same thing? 
It is a repeat of mostly the same stuff. Like, I'll always hear the same type of information about Martin Luther King or Violet Desmond, Rosa Parks, and stuff like that. Right. They don't really talk about the inventors or anything like that. Right. And you, Zandra? Um, more about, like, those people like uh, Martin Luther King, but sometimes we'll do little assignments on, like, some things, but it's not all about black people. It's everybody, and you can choose to make it about a black person. Okay. Well, at least it's a little variety. You know, something something that's different. <sighs> well, what about... Hmm. <laughs> All right. So, what have what has your ter- your parents taught you about being black in today's day and age? Or what have they taught you about black history? Yeah, I'm talking about your dad, your mom. <laughs> I know them. You know, I've known the struggles. So, what have what has the, what 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 have they told you about being black as a as a as a young black teen woman you know it's different than being a young black male teen right so what have they what have they taught you what have they told you about history or about them growing up black um, they, well, they always talk about how that we get treated differently and, like, not as well as others do, and that we have to work harder to achieve different goals and just to, like, careful in, like, general. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, they're a little nervous, so you gotta, you gotta give them a break. You know what I'm saying? These are just like the teens that are just coming out there. So I appreciate you guys talking to me and being things. Sierra, what is what has your parents told you about? Well, on the serious side, they usually talk about equalities and how being black is not always the greatest thing. So first, they named me Sierra so that my name wouldn't bring on the what's the word? Stereotypes. So they wouldn't associate, yeah, mm-hmm. stereotypes. They wouldn't associate me with black until they actually saw me, yeah. instead of seeing me for who I actually am. Yeah. On the funny side. Uh huh. You got a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dad. Me and him watch horror movies all the time, and so he's like, "Don't be like the white people in the movies where they go and investigate and just <laughs> run away." <laughs> well, listen, you know. I will say this, yes. White people like to investigate all kind of crazy stuff. When they hear a noise, they want to go to it and not run away from it. Where, you know, as black people, we know about that stuff. That's the problem. We know about dangers, right? We know about, hey, don't go over there when you see the the, the flames. The flames going, <laughs> the fires, you don't want to go over there. You know somebody's going to get lynched. You go over that side. So I think that's in, inherent in us for doing that you know um it's an interesting thing because uh, as uh you grow up like you got taught that we get 
treated differently. Have you seen that personally? I mean, I know you're young, but have you seen that? Maybe even in school and class, have you seen that you get treated differently than the other students in your class? Possibly. Not me personally. I mean, every time Black History Month came up, I went to not a very diverse elementary school. So every time it came up as conversation, I would be looked at for like kind of answers because I was the only black person in my class. That's right. So you should have all the answers, right? Because that's what we do. We have a a Rolodex of all the answers for for everything that we've gone through because, hey, you're the only black person in the class. So you should know these things, right? But education wise, I mean, we don't really we don't really teach our kids a lot about black history because our black history is is not history it's his story right do you agree with that Xandria Sierra yeah yeah right so since you haven't seen anything anything um personal have your parents told you anything of their experience that they've had dealing with the fact that they're black and um, you know had to experience some kind of racism or some kind of, of uh, uh, seg- I don't want to use the word segregation but um, the word is right now but some kind of difficulty maybe they couldn't get a job because they were black um, did they tell you any stories Um, sometimes when my parents would, like, say, go into stores or places, people might not, like, didn't help them as fast as, like, if a white person went in, they would, like, automatically go, or they would, like, look like they think they're going to steal something just because they're black. Yeah, that's true. Sierra? Um, I haven't really heard stories as much. I've just heard that he was always, my dad was always weary when he went places. He kind of obeyed by the laws, as many people should do, even though if you're not black. But he always followed the rules and, like, was always wary of his surroundings because he would be suspected because of the color of his skin. Yeah, when, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. When we were teenagers growing up, that was one of the things like you you walk into the malls and stuff like that and um people would uh look at you i remember one instance with me i walked into the mall and you know just happened to be with my my mom and my grandmother and uh went into pascal's I remember vividly and the security guy there was walking around following me and stuff and i'm just walking through i'm not really doing anything and then he pulls me aside and he says, um, you know, I don't want you to come back in the store because uh, you stole. I think he accused me of stealing a, a circular saw and putting it into my Adidas bag, which I didn't even own an Adidas bag at the time. So he escorted me out of the out of the store and uh, I told my mom and my grandmother, man, <laughs> what a battle that was. Walk right back in there, went to the manager, 
he got fired. It was just a an incredible thing to see, and I've never seen my grandmother. I mean, I've seen my grandmother lose her stuff, but I've never seen my grandmother lose it in defending black and our rights and in defending me in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And same with my mother. It, it was uh, a, a sight to see. And I never, ever went back into uh, Pascal's, ever. Even to this day, I don't think they're around, but even to this day, I've never gone back in there. And, um, yeah, it just opened my eyes to the way that people look at you because of the color of your skin. You know what I'm saying? You could be innocent, and all of a sudden now you're you're being accused of doing something just because you're black. Now, Sierra, you're on the lighter skin, the lighter scale of the black people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you do you find that? And I, I I'm I'm gonna use this word lightly, but do you find that you tend to um, blend in more with white people, or you gravitate more to, or black people more gravitate to you? Um, that's a tough question. I know. Um, well, it kind of changed from when I was little to when I'm older now. Right. Because I moved out to a more white city. Right. So I was less around like black people and more white people. So going on that aspect, I'd say I blend more in with white people because that's who I usually hung out with. Right. But I wouldn't say that I don't blend in with black people as well because I've had many black friends and we are fantastic. It works out. But me being on the lighter side by our own people, like our black people, they would usually ask me, well, where are you from? What is your culture? Like, where did you come from? They kind of tried to put the black on to me right. instead of seeing me as, as black. black already. All right. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I think that's one of the things that that happens, especially when you're growing up and being uh, a lighter, lighter shade of black, we'll call it. Um, we tend to we tend to think that you don't go through the same struggles that we go through. Right. That you're not on the same page as us because, you know, you're light skin, as they say, you know, and um, you get treated a little bit differently than we do. But it's glad to uh, I'm glad to hear that that um, you see it, you know, that you see the difference and you work with everybody. You try you try to blend in. Well, I shouldn't say blend in, but you try to showcase that, hey, I'm black, too, you know. Which is fantastic. Zangia? You all right? <laughs> so Zangia, um how do you how do you relate to your friends? The same question, I guess. I mean, you have majority of black friends or majority of white friends, or is it a an equal amount? It's a it's a pretty equal amount. I wouldn't say that there's more black than white or white than black. 
it's a very multicultural and a good mix. Right. So, do you find that um, when you're when you're hanging out with, let's say, majority of your white friends, do they look at you when when instances happen that's quote unquote black related? Do they ask you questions about it, or do they say, "Oh, you know, let's go to the movies if it's a a, a more um, African or black movie"? Do they tend to say, "Okay, let's go watch this," or do they tend to kind of bypass that because they don't want to be um, with too many black people? That's a tough question. I know this one. Um, no, I don't think they really like invite me or do things with me because or things that are like about black people and stuff I think it's more just like if they want to do it with me and don't really think about that stuff and yeah (laughs) and yeah (laughs) hey listen Do you think let's get let's let's get on to an, another question. Do you think that uh your school should have a permanent permanent black history course or a international cult- cultures course that people can take to to learn about not just in the month of February but all year round they can take a course and and learn about black history or learn about the different cultures because let's face it canada is a multicultural country so it's not i mean yes we have black history and, and stuff like that but do you think that it should be done on a regular basis like all throughout the year not just the month of february here we're gonna focus on black people what do you think um i, I feel like yes no, I feel like it would be like good to have a class where you learn about it all the time. But I also think that it shouldn't be like separated from all the other things. And I feel like you should just learn it as a part of all the other classes because it's equally important. Well, that's that's well said, Sierra. Um, I feel the same way as Andrea. In my opinion, I think that although that there should be a class that just focuses on the history of black people, that it should be taught throughout the whole curriculum of the school instead of just having one specific class or one specific month where we talk about it specifically. And it should just be taught throughout the year. All right. So basically, you guys are on the same page that uh, it should be taught throughout the year. Now, do you think that it should be taught through history course or do you think it should be taught as a separate course like you're in high school now so i don't know how your system goes if you guys do um electives or not i mean back in the day when i went to high school which is many moons ago we used to have electives where we could select the courses that we wanted to take do you still do you guys still do that in school or are you saying that there should be it should just be a permanent like if you have to take history for for the four or five years that you're in school that it should be just history and it should include 
black history and not just on the month of just not in the month of February. Um, so the way it usually works out in school is in grade 10, um, history is mandatory. Right. So instead of it being elective, you have to take it in order to graduate. So I think it should be included in that class as well as having an elective. But then again, history is taught throughout like English right. and science, and it's not just history class. So I think it should be taught throughout all those classes too, because I'm pretty sure that there's black people involved with creating scientific stuff and people who've done things for English throughout the years. Oh yeah, you can I, look it up online, trust yeah. me. I feel like it should be taught throughout all those classes as well, instead of just being just history. Cool. Zandria, thoughts? I think it should be included in all the classes, um, including history. And, like, mostly what I've been taught in history, it's not, it doesn't really focus on, like, black history and other cultures. So I feel like they should include black history into history as well as all the other classes and just add it instead of just in the month of February where they talk about it, like, once or twice. All right. Good answer. Good answer. So, ah, let's do one final question because I know you guys got stuff to do. You know, somebody's got their hair to take out and stuff. and <laughs> We got all that That's things me. going. So, first, I'd like to thank you guys for taking the time out to come out. Um, my final question would be, where do you think, and let's get off the, the black history in a sense of a historical view, but where do you think you as a black person is going to be, hold on, okay, let me rethink this question. All right, where do you feel that you're going to to be a couple of years from now how do you how do you think based on what you've seen now on TV and the news with uh, all, all the black people getting killed and you know the discrimination um where do you think you'll be or your mind will be in say the next 2 years That'll make you 19. That'll make you 17. Where do you think... Yeah, where do you think your 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 mind will be when it comes to black history and what's going on? Do you think that you'll be more of a, a person to um, protest, join protests, or do you think that you'll be more of a person to protest but in silence by doing, you know, certain things? Um... I know it's I a tough question. Me, <laughs> I think me personally, because like I've never protested in my life. And I feel like it's a different experience to actually be a part of it. But then again, I'd also like to do it in my own way, like by myself, just doing things to help out, just living my daily life. Right. Supporting the and cause. So, yeah. You gotta get into Support a protest, it, like, man. 
<laughs> you gotta yeah. get into a protest, man. You gotta throw some stones. <laughs> you know, you I got, can't be throwing stones you, you at gotta, people. You, you gotta, you gotta pick up, you gotta pick up the signs. You know, you yeah. gotta be a, instead of going to protests and stuff because I'm a giant procrastinator by heart, and that's just how I work. So I'll kind of be. You like um, your, 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 your daddy? Yes, I will be on the sidelines, kind of just making sure that I'm being who I am instead of abiding by the stereotypes that are put on to the black culture and skin color and kind of just living my life instead of making it harder on myself trying to please the people. Nice. And Zandria? For me, I'd, I'd love to participate in protest, but knowing me, I'm more of a a nervous person, so I'd probably be um, participating in the sidelines and, like, helping out, like, maybe setting stuff up and supporting my community without being very public. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, listen, listen, I want to say thank you guys for coming on the show and, and giving me the time and talking about black history and what it means to you. Um... Sarah, Zandria, guys, got anybody that you want to shout out? Um, not really. All right, Zandria, anybody you want to shout out that might be listening? Um, my mom and dad. Ah, mom and dad. Yeah, well, you know, I'll shout them out too. Mom and dad, you know, my <laughs> brother's sister. It's all <laughs> well, my brother-in-law and my sister. You know, we don't do that incest stuff going on. That's crazy. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow listen, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, um, for taking the time out to express your thoughts and your opinions. And uh, we'll be back with our next guest after these commercial breaks. All right, you're listening to The Streets is Busy, the Black History Month edition and we'll continue some more black history and then we'll get into a little bit of love sex and relationships a little bit later but first we're going to take that commercial break and we'll be back all right yo it's the bajan brother father fox and right now you're in tune to mylimeradio.com all right turn it up low, 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 low. Ready to turn your I hate Monday's frown into a big I love Monday smile? Each and every Monday, tune in to Siesta Mondays with DJ Undercover. The hottest music mixes, live interviews, and just fun times. Siesta Mondays, listen up via TuneIn Radio or MyLimeRadio.com. Grab a chicken roti lunch special for only $6 from Drupati's Roti and Doubles, available Monday to Thursday. Our new location is now open at 2866 Ellesmere Road in Scarborough at the corner of Nielsen and Ellesmere in the Food Basics Plaza. There's lots of parking and seating, and yes, we are open for dining. The weekend buffet is also back. Plus, we have curry, crab, and dumpling, and the best roti and doubles in town. You done know. See you at Drupati's Roti and Doubles Scarborough. For all your residential and commercial mortgage needs. Trisha Trotter for the Sherwood Mortgage Group. 416-854-7111. Yeah. 
We're back. I want to say uh, thank you to my nieces, Sierra, Zandia. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks to their parents for allowing them to talk. That was the young people's uh, talk about black history. Right now we have my boy Preacher and his uh, lovely wife. Lydia, how you guys doing? We're good. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Lydia, how, how you doing? You got to speak a little bit louder, you know, so we can hear you. We are doing terrific. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, we got you guys on here. And uh, I thank you, Lydia, for last minute coming on. You know, you guys can't see it. But they're just lying in bed, lovely couple, you know, <laughs> smiling, laughing. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about relationships. We're gonna talk about love and and how you can keep a relationship going. And because preacher, you are a preacher. You know, you have some insight on. I'm sure that you've had to counsel people on maintaining their relationships and and how they go about doing their relationships so i'll let you introduce yourself briefly and you too lydia you know we'll we'll start no we'll go ladies first ladies first lydia introduce yourself (laughs) if you see the look this girl is giving me man Otherwise known as AKA Lisa and I, AKA Lady Lydia, AKA the preacher's wife, or I'm just Lydia. Um, I just, yeah. <laughs> Why does everybody always struggle with that? You know, introduce yourself. Oh, the, um, the ah, introduction. Yeah, um, introduce, um, talk about yourself. Uh, so, <laughs> I can say a million and one things about you. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that, <laughs> but we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Yeah, so, you know, I I think love is a wonderful thing, and everybody has experienced it at one point in time. Well, hopefully. Preacher, introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Good night, good morning, good morning to each and everybody and all the listeners. Yeah, this is Preacher. Uh, as everybody knows, AKA and the biking community. Um, first thing, of course, is Paul. Yes, so for me, um, yeah, I have um, ministered to quite a number of people in the relationship. Hear me? Yeah. Better? Yeah, much better. Yeah, Thank so you. You're welcome. So yeah, so yeah, I have um, ministered quite a, to a number of um, you know individuals pertaining to their relationships and marriage and so forth. Um, I've also got it prior to those who are who I'm getting who I'm married. You know, I always give them counseling before. Yeah. And for those who wish, they can also have counseling afterwards. So, um, with relationships, it's a it's a blessing from God. 
you know, and we have to treat it that way and kind of remember that it basically takes two to tango. <laughs> yes. As <you> would say. <laughs> yes. It does take two to tango. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this, uh, and Lydia, you know, as beautiful as you are, how did you guys uh, go about building this relationship that you have? Being that I, I know Paul, preacher, I know his past, you know. <laughs> 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 so, you know, how did how did how did this whole how did this whole thing? The the thing is this. Let me sidebar for for a second. The thing is that we, as uh, black people, you know, our 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 parents and everybody always tends us to go with our culture, right? Now, that's not necessarily the case for all of us, but when you have people that actually go with their culture and and that that they're to, they're together. How do because you guys are both different. You're not actually from the same culture. If if we're both black, but you're not from the same culture. So how does that go about? How did that relationship start to build and then turn into this beautiful marriage that you have right now? That's a great question because you're right on point. Um, you know what? It's just a matter of love and connection. Um. I feel like the the success with the two of us is we were friends first. Yeah. We were we were friends first. Um, him and his, me and mine, and and when those relationships dissolved, because we had that foundation of friendship, it could evolve into love. It could evolve into building. It could evolve into like mind. It evolved into uh, wanting the same things for our children. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and, and and so once we realized we both had it, then blossomed into what it is. And Paul, you think the same way? Yeah, most definitely. Um one of the key elements to relationship is the foundation, right? Yeah. Foundation um, basically comes down to, first and foremost, communication. So once your, that foundation is, is established, that communication now opens the gateway to everything else where you actually can get to know the person. Yeah. You know, um, you have that open-mindedness to not listen to respond, but listen to listen, to yeah. really hear them. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. So with that, um, in our case, yeah, Lydia really did put it, um, covered it, covered it really well. As to we the, the connection that we have because we were friends, we got to know each other. Right. Right, and in the process of knowing each other, we 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 end up realizing that we both were on the same mindset. Right, we had the same goals. We knew exactly what each other 
was thinking what we would um want to see happen or perceive to happen as well as what we want to be the example to for our children right all right so with that being the case we were able to um build this great relationship that we have right now right that led that led us to marriage right now did you find um it difficult with the because uh Lydia's African and you're West Indian. So did you find that the culture difference a barrier to overcome? Or was it just a natural thing where both of you said, Okay, well we're from different cultures and I use that word <coughs> lightly, but we're from different cultures. So it's a merging of cultures. Did you um find any roadblocks from any one side? You know, like for instance, oh, he's not African, so why are you dating a non-African? You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Actually, my beloved uncle, my late uncle, he was actually really excited to hear the dynamic of Paul's mixtures. Oh, what? He came to me, he said, he was, he's Trinidadian, but he was raised in Trinidad. Yeah. And he said, oh, my best friend at work is Trinidadian. They're great people. So he was really excited. But my dad, so I'm from Ghana. My parents are from Ghana. Mm-hmm. And Ghana, before colonialism, was not a country, right? So we're divided into tribes. Right. So from the Ashanti tribe. And the Ashanti tribe, like, from his generation, even they don't want to intermarry tribally. Right. So you could imagine a different continent, a different culture, yep. right? But he came around. Mm-hmm. He came around when he got to know the gentleman, saw his attention, right. got to know his heart, and understand, you know what? He's good people. Right. We're all white people. And Paul can tell you his own story about, I don't think he did like a 23 and me spat in a vial and... Yeah did one of these genealogy tests, but he knows for a fact that his tracing goes back to us. Right. So in 2011, 2012, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I took him to Ghana and he fit right in. That's good. He felt he was home. He felt welcomed. He felt the land, the people, the atmosphere, the vibe. So even that brought us closer. And at that time, so even with the different cultures, the merging was okay. Yeah. And for me, I grew up in West Indies, growing up in Scarborough, growing up in um, partially raised by a Jamaican by the age of three. Uh, to eight, submerging was him. Yeah. So he wasn't. Sorry, you got to uh, talk into your phone there. Sorry, ladies oh. and gentlemen, we're we're doing the uh, phone call. So sorry that it's cutting in and out, but uh, you know it happens. Um, I can get you. Yeah, go go ahead. I can hear you. It's just it's just you when, you, okay. when you when you move. 
all of a sudden uh-huh. you fade out. So you just gotta keep. Oh. Cons- <laughs> you gotta keep me, consistent. <laughs> let me stay still then. Okay. <laughs> you see, I'm a hand talker. I'm Ganya. Mm-hmm. So get passionate, right? So I'm like, oh, all around the place. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you gotta keep your feet in the bed. All right, stop moving and jumping around. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'll take your advice. I'll take your advice. So, now that you've you you guys have come together, you've established what is one of the things, as you said, Paul, communication is is a key factor in keeping the relationship going. Um, understanding is another one. Do you guys? When you guys get or headbutt each, get into fights, headbutt, what are, are the steps that either one of you take in order to get back to that loving, that um, proper communication where, you know, the fighting has stopped and now you can start to move forward instead of holding it on and, and being uh, begrudging at each other? Okay, well, with with the, with the understanding that Oh, yes, there are going to come times where, you know, we're not going to agree on certain things right. or heads up. Um, but in cases where we can't find, um, agree on something, we, we agree, you know, and one of the things that spiritually that you must always remember is the words where God says, you know, never let the sun go down on your anger. Right. Never sleep in anger. Right? So, even if we are upset about something, we don't let it, um, like, sit there and fester. Right? We accept that, okay, we're going to disagree on this point. That's it. We let it go and we move on. Right. Right? We let more of the positive things, the things that we can to we focus more because the whole is we want to grow and we want to grow positive and we want to go forward right so if you hold on to an argument or a grudge you're defeating not just yourself but you're defeating your relationship and you're actually disadvantaging your 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 your, your, your other because now you've put up a barrier, put up this hindrance. Any other conversation that you may have, you know, it now becomes instead of actually listening, yeah, it's now listening to respond, but respond negative rather than, you know, in a positive light. All right? Yeah. Um, with regards to the barrier with we're with Lydia and myself, to be very honest, I have been fortunate enough for, I've always been an individual where I've always wanted to know where I, my live from. Right. Right? So I did my day. And to be honest, my my grandmother, my Mm great-grandmother, they're actually, they were actually slaves. Right? Yeah. But they taken from Ghana. From okay. Right. How I know this was because was a little boy when my mom would take me to my 
um, grandmother's house. Yeah. She had all of the, how would you say, all the, she used to have on her, her actual outfit. So she had on the, what they call a carbon slip. So that's okay. a top of her. And they also, she also had her head wrapped. Right. Right. And in Ghana, we see the pictures in the Caribbean of, I don't know if you've ever seen the painting of um, a clay oven. And it's covered with galvanized. Yeah. Right. My grandmother had one of those in her yard. If you go to Ghana, that is there. The tradition is part of their their um their culture. Their, 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 mm-hmm. their culture right? So she fortunately for my grandmother, she was fortunate that when she was brought from Ghana to Jamaica, she the uh, plantation owner who bought her mm-hmm. bought her fell in love with her. Oh. So uh-huh. he allowed her to keep, her, keep all her traditions, keep all her, and he actually married. So my grandmother was fortunate. My grandmother was fortunate. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that's how I was able to know about that part of my heritage, that part of my culture. And she always would tell me the story. So with that now, I had that, right? So when um, I ended up out with Lydia, right. uh, she's Ghanaian. When I did start to speak with, with her, um, her family, they now in turn, you know, Say, okay, so not only is he Ghanaian, I was born in Jamaica, I was raised in Trinidad, so I have quite a you're a mashup, a, yes, <laughs> quite mix up, or as we would say, you know, a pillow mix. He came quite, um, it wasn't a difficult transition, right? Actually, her family they, they just loved me. <laughs> Well, all our artists. What, what's not to love, you know? Right. And yeah, Ghana. When we went on that trip, it was amazing. It was really amazing. You know, the people—they're amazing. They're beautiful people. You know, they're very welcoming, very loving, and sincere. Yeah. Well, like you know, and um, even the styles of of the houses as built, the structure of the place, exactly like the Caribbean. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I really felt at home, you know, and my experience as well. So at that point in time, we were basically as engaged to married. Right. Right. And in the Ghanaian tradition, they have what you call a door knocking. So it is my responsibility as a man who wants to marry Lydia. I have to go with my family and knock at her family's door right yeah that's how it works and then they the, can close the door at you the <laughs> <laughs> hey but that's why it's called a door knocking right <laughs> who's this guy right? nope but Next. Now it's <laughs> so you know so that's so basically that's to show the respect right because right. you know your intention 
is to marry his daughter. Right. Oh, and in the culture, how they look at it is when two people marry, it's not just them that's being married, but it's now two families becoming one. Right. Right? So, and yeah, as Liddy said, back in those days, Ashantis are very, oh, what, what would be the word? Proud. Proud. So they will be very meticulous on who they want in their family. Right. Right? Or become part of. Yeah. So, so that was, so, so we had that part. And for me, because I have experienced so much and I'm very open-minded, right. I was able to, um, I actually was excited. I was looking forward to actually doing my part as a when I married when, when, um, towards marrying Lydia right right so we actually had not just one wedding but we actually had two we had the um, what they call the traditional wedding right right where that's basically done the way marriages are done in Ghana. Yeah. And then just to kind of appease the what we call this side, the European side. The Western world. Right. Mm -hmm. the yeah, Western. the rest the Western world. <laughs> we had a Western We had a Western Yes, I remember. Oh yes, you do. That's right. You represent <laughs> Ah, it was good. It was it was good. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. And you also mentioned something about God, and and this is where we really want to touch base, because as a a, a preacher, pastor, um, God plays a huge part in your relationship, right? Not just um, in your marriage, but individually as well. So. How has God blessed you, the two of you, in this union? Oh, man. Where mm. do I begin? Where do I begin? I, I would, you know what, um, Busy? I would start with the home that we're in. The home that we're in. Like, the home that we're in is... Uh, complete testimonial of God's presence in our life. We used to, we were one street away actually in a smaller home yeah. where I started um, in 2009. And Paul would come from Brampton and would go for daily walks. And one thing about this particular neighborhood is it has wood burning fireplaces right. and we would smell that beautiful swindling like that spindle and that aromatic smell of yep. warmth and family and christmas and everything that you can kind of transport yourself into you just niceness right and i would say to paul i would say i wish we could get one of these homes here and god showed me that i was marrying a man who had the faith the same faith they talked in the bible because he's like yeah 
he had orchestrated uh, a home showing for me. At this time, he was doing projects um, six hours away in Ottawa. So he was away in Ottawa eight days on his project, six days off where he'd be home. And he was away at that time, that part of the week. And he organized a home showing. And I was just like, oh, but we don't even have a deposit. But God orchestrated the whole thing with the offering and overtaking people's bully offer. And that that was one aspect. And another aspect is our children and and how they've turned out. You know, remember, we're a blended family. Yeah. Right? So I assumed the boys, he assumed Naila, and then we created one. Right. So that is huge presence. We faced a lot of adversity. Like, as much as you see a stable, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. A lot goes on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know if you want to pipe in here. Yep. Well, yeah, when it, when it comes to God, like my wife always says, she says I have the, have the faith of a child. Right. Right? And, yeah, basically, to be honest, the experiences that I've experienced growing up, the fact that, you know, God literally spoke, almost spoke directly to me through... You know his uh, my guardian angel, and the, the the experiences I've had over my lifetime, yeah, is experiences that I know for myself as a individual. There's no way I could have overcome those without God's intervention and direction. <clears throat> so, like, I'll use the perfect example with this house, you know, our home that we now presently live in, right. My wife used to joke with me, right? When we used to take the walks, and she's like, "We don't have any money. How we don't we can we don't have the money to, for deposits and this and that and everything." And I'm I, like, "Because I'm more practical. Yes. I'm a practical." Of course. One. <laughs> right. So I like all my ducks in a row. For those who follow, uh, you know, astrology. Those yeah. who don't follow it, you know, just omit that part. <laughs> <laughs> So she always said to me, so she's like, and I always used to say that, I said, don't worry. God is going to work it out. Right? God is going to provide. And she was like, okay. You know, so that was something too that God did with our relationship. Right. Right? He basically put us together so that this humble childlike spirit that I have can actually how would I say not rub off but more open my, my, my wife's eyes to the spiritual the more this you know how deep in the spiritual realm you can get, you know, by just having that faith, that childlike faith. Right. And so said, so done. You know, we walked through, and I told her, you know, this, we're going to get one of these houses. We're going to get this house. And so said, so done. God placed this home that we're in now right. in our hands. 
and he took care of everything. Like in 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 the word, you'll always hear God doesn't do things halfway. halfway. Yeah. Right? He does things in his entirety. Yeah. So he has already cleared way ahead of us. So I'll give him I'll give a breakdown on how this possible. I was right, and that project just before we got this, and basically it had tripled my income. Right. So it allowed me to now be able in that position to purchase. Right. So I how he put everything in I'm gonna give them this house and I'm gonna give them the people to be able to update. Yeah. And continue that way. So this is what so this year by um for me. I am not religious, but religion is man-made. Right. Spiritual, and that spiritual connection that I have with God, right, basically removes all that clutter and all that traditional nonsense that the religion have put before and made it more of a, I would say, a struggle yeah. for them than the smooth walk that they should have with God, with right. that connection with God. Right. So when situations like these transpire, these now become our testimony. Right. Right? Because if 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 we were thinking, um, how should I say? Um, human like, right? That oh, you know a lot of people like to boast and say, Oh, it was I did this, that did right. no. Right? We could not have purchased this home had we not trusted in God. Right. The blessings that our children have and are going through, it's not us. Right. No. no. It's all God. God. All God. Their decision-making, their pathway, their education. You know what I mean? And, and our children are attacked. You know, our son was in a car accident. Yeah. His house flooded at his university, like just attacked. <laughs> you know? These things listen, um, these things happen, right? I mean we, like you said, it's 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 a, a a testament to the faith because we get attacked or things happen, bad things happen. Or unlucky things, as most people say. Oh, man, I can't believe the the run of bad luck that I'm 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 having. But as you say, once you have that faith, you yeah. know these things. I, I I believe that that God always puts things to to test us, right? Yeah. He allows things to happen to test our faith and and to to test our resolve. You know, do you run away and you know curse him or do you have that faith that these things will pass? As I said, change is going to come. <laughs> you know, 
a change is going to come. So do you, do you have the, the fortitude to let God uh, do his wonders in your life? Right. That's right. That's right. Because one thing with life, and that's what people have to realize, nothing lasts forever. Nothing stays the same. Mm, like, that's true. We're not going to have snow for the rest of our lives. Right? We're not going to have rain for the rest of our lives. We're not going to have sun for the rest of our lives. Everything has its time and its portion. Yeah. Which, So when we go through a rough patch, it's going to come to an end. It's not forever. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times, too, rough patch that we always come across, it's not always God allowing it. Right? This is the thing that people have to start to realize. Yeah. God always talks to us. He always directs us. But it's up to us to actually hear him and be obedient enough to follow his direction. Yeah. Right? Because if we choose not to listen to him and not to follow his direction and do our own thing for our own selves, that's when we get ourselves in problems. Yeah. Right? And then we're like, oh, why me? Oh, you know? But is you made that choice. We always make that choice. We always make that choice. Right? We sometimes, as I, I always say to people, I said, stop trying to do God's work. Right? Yeah. Stop trying to do God. Perfect example, relationships. Right? Mm. People with relationships that they feel is for them. And it's not. It's not who God has them yeah but the thing is the, the thing is with when it comes to that like how do you how do you know that that relationship is not from god unless you try to get into that relationship you know what i'm saying like you can't it's like if i sit here and say hey uh god i need to find you to find me a woman that <laughs> you know is gonna is gonna treat me nice gonna do all these things that that i would like Yo, where's she at? And if you know a woman comes comes along, then you have to at least attempt it to see if that's who God has sent for you. Because if you don't, then you're just sitting here. It's like that, like the story where where the guy's sitting on his roof in a flood, right? And <coughs> the the boat comes by, and he he asks God, 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 send me. Send me. I have faith that you're gonna rescue me from this flood. Uh, right. Send something. So God sends the one boat, and the guy's like, "No, no, no. God is gonna send me. God is gonna rescue me." And the boat goes, and then another boat comes up and goes, "Bro, it's getting higher. Like, yo, you need to go, <laughs> you know." And he's like, "No, man. God is gonna rescue me." And then the third boat comes, and he's like, "No, no, no. God is gonna send. He's he's gonna stop this, and everything is gonna. My house is gonna be saved." And then he dies. And he goes up to heaven and he's like, God, how come you didn't say he goes, I sent you three boats like, bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when it comes oh, yeah. to relationship, it's even if you ask, you still have to get into that relationship, right? Yeah, 100%. But then I get it's the same thing I said before. We when you, you got to listen to God, you got to listen to what he said, right? And not listen to what yeah right you have to right in that case with that guy 
he should have gone into that first boat because he asked God to help him. But his help that he was asking God for wasn't for a boat to take him out. He wanted God to reduce the water and take it uh, and save his house. Right. Right. So again, it's how you ask, what you ask, and you also have to remain open-minded, not to what your intentions are or what your mindset is right. of what you are expecting to get. You understand? Yeah. And that is that is where the whole catch is. When you ask God for something, you have to be completely and open-minded. You, you you have to set aside your personal expectations. Right. Because remember, God created us. So he knows what we need or what we deserve or what's going to work for us in our lives. So everybody listening, you hear this? We only assume, right? We only assume what we think right. in our mental capacity, how things should go or what. Right? Yeah. So when it comes to that, because God has created a, a person for every one of us. Right. Right? So when we go to God and say, God, you know, I'm looking for my, let's say, life partner. Right? God now will send that individual. But you now have to remove those your personal expectations on, oh, the person's got to have this, the person's got to look like this, the person's got to and, and X, Y, Z. Right. Right? And look, when God sends that individual, you will know that that's the person that God sends you because of your spirit, that your spirit will connect. And I'll give you a joke with regards to me and Lydia. When we first met and we were talking and we were dealing with our other issues in the other relationships prior to, um, when we were probably what halfway through the, the friendship, we started to have these feelings for one another. Right, but yeah. in our own personal mindset, we had decided. Listen, I've had enough of these bad relationships. I'm done. I'm not looking for no relationship. Yeah. And no matter how hard we tried not to decide, okay, we're gonna get into a relationship here, God just kept turning it around, turning it around, turning it around, and we just. We're like, we end up talking about it, like, you know, listen. Right. You know, more than just friends' feelings to you. But, you know, I said the same thing. And I'm like, hey, but, you know, that it happened, that it's not working. We're just getting closer and closer to each other. Right. You know, the, 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 the feelings became more and more stronger. The love became even more intense to the point where, you realize that, okay, this is who God has sent. And as much as we, as I say, you can plan, but God is the best planner. This is who God had for us, right? We were going to be, this This is who God created for me. This is 
who God created for her. Right. Much as we fought, as much as we put the flesh into it to say, no, we're not doing this. This is not what we want, blah, blah, blah. This is what God wanted. And God made it so, and it manifests because we became obedient. Right. We stopped fighting it, and we allowed God to have his way. You know, so that's why our, our union is so blessed. Like, I give God thanks every day for her. Right. You know, she's a blessing in my life. And the the, the, the experiences that we have been through together has proven that. You know, it's made us stronger. It's made us more, our love is even... It overwhelms and it overflows. So you know when your cup runs over. Yeah. And That's it what shows you guys have. An abundance. Yeah. Abundance. <laughs> that is that. <laughs> you know what? That's a good thing, because in our community and in our culture, uh, there's a lot of discourse. There's a lot of um, separation. You know, we get married and especially now with this whole COVID that we've been locked down for two years. A lot of people that um, have been together all of a sudden are not together because they've been locked together for two years and can't go anywhere. But they don't have that foundation that started out as friends where they have the communication. Now you're stuck dealing with somebody. 24 7 and uh yep. you know you're like okay well now what's gonna happen you know what i'm saying that's and, exactly and, that's, and that's that's when you start to butt heads so listening to what you guys have just talked about basically your foundation is key having god in your life as the stepping stones or the building blocks for your foundation is key to longevity Correct. Yes. So, yeah. to everybody else that's listening out there that you know may not have that, um, what are what are some of the the things that you can you can give advice that you can give to to those that are looking for you know an everlasting or a long term relationship. I would woman. say, yeah, go ahead. From a woman's perspective, I think honestly, it's important for each other to be kind to one another. Right. Understand each other's love language. You understand? So, just the little things. I know my husband likes to have his food dished out. So, the little, like, you know what I mean? Just. That's some slavery talk, man. You know, <laughs> well, you going back in the ages, you got to dish out his food and stuff like that. What, what, man? He, he walking like a king. What, what? What am I hearing right now? <laughs> no, I know, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, but that's just like a small, and that's why I brought that up because that's usually what people think. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and. You know, I think figuring what each other, what ticks right. for both of us is 
the main key and feeding that all the time. Right. You know, because even if he were to be tempted out there, right. you know, he's he's a biker, like you're a biker and yeah. the rest of the bikers and like you, you see you see that kind of lifestyle. Like a lot of them live a double life. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's shameful and sometimes it's gloryful depending on who it's coming from, right? right. <laughs> um, but let, let's say you know you're. I'm not. I'm not using creature as an example, but you as a woman, because you're you're saying, let me speak to the masses. Yeah. What's gonna bring him home? What's gonna differentiate me between you know some gal who doesn't respect herself who decided to go on the back of his bike for the moment and have him come home to me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and that's why I brought like. The little small thing, like so, so you're basically saying the cook food is what's bringing him home. <laughs> Your cook food is what's bringing him. Home. <laughs> that's what. That's how I'm gonna call it. Your cook food is what's bringing him home, right? And good loving, <laughs> and kindness, and being positive all the time, and like we need to be as women, we need to be his sanctuary, right? As like you know, as a man, he's out there battling all the time, battling work, right? Battling life choices. What stock should I buy? Why am I gonna come here and battle with him in right. his room? Right. So just be his peace. And even if there are things that have to be discussed, right? It can I can yell at him, but I'm not crazy because I know. He grew up in Trinidad, and you don't want to argue with the Trinidadian. Uh huh. Or is he cut you? <laughs> listen, it's, it's, listen. We're not talking. You know, listen. If you need help, just say the word, man. Just, I, just raise your hand. <laughs> if he, if he abuses you or anything like that, you know, I'm good like that. Secretly do a secret wink or something like that. I got you, girl. I, 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 I will come. Secret. I will come and deal with him right now. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Know. You have my back. I from time. And we're talking about double digit years. Yes, exactly. Years. I know. I know. Right. So that that's what it is, you know. Um, more or less. Uh, I think the key is um, kindness. Yeah. What What are your thoughts, preacher? Well. For me, how should I put this? Okay, so unfortunately, in our um, in our lives, we realize that, or I, for uh, what I, for me, from my viewpoint and from what I have seen or what I know, right? You know, and with the blessings and the the, the um the blessings now is our whole life right where it comes to relationship, right? So clouded and polluted with so much worldly negative influences, influences right. and, and, and and vibes on the whole that getting into a relationship becomes that much more difficult. Yeah. Because you know, like they use this perfect example where you guys were just talking about, you know, when she says, Okay, 
she knows one of the things I love is, you know, to, for her to dish out my food, right? Right. As soon in, in, uh, in society today, as soon as somebody hear that, it's like, oh, you know, what a slave to him. Am I, you know, why, why do I have to dish out his food? It's supposed to be equal. It's 50-50 and so forth and so forth, right? And it's, you see, that's where people are failing to realize it's this is what's making it's, it's basically people have allowed this society's rules to dictate how a relationship is supposed right. to operate how a relationship you know if you don't follow these rules then the relationship is or you know or she's not pulling her weight or he's not pulling her weight right. and that's what's destroying relationship so when Wait, uh, can i interject for a second sure so i mean even if i dish out his food like i'm gonna really hone in on this <laughs> but he he'll he'll take my car and he'll fill up the gas and wash it and fill it right because so because you dish out his food because i don't like to i i you think do you want to no i don't bend over and try to pump my tire i don't know what to do i don't know how many pcis <laughs> My tire needs I don't even know that. Well, I don't damn. even know the <laughs> So basically, no, you cook. It's a give and take. <laughs> it's a take and give. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 what we're talking about is a give and take. You do what you know you can do, and he does what he knows he can do for you. So basically, you cook. That's a perfect wrap-up. Exactly. You're here with Sam, and then for him, you know, when he knows that you can't do it, he's there as your, um, I want to say help, but it's not necessarily help, but he takes care of the things that you can't do and vice versa so that you both come in together in harmony. One is not better than the other, and one's not above the other. You're both equal Correct. in that aspect. Right. So, it's like a yep. it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Right, right. He fits in, I fit in. You know what I mean? Right. Like it all fits in together. Right. A yin and a yang, opposites attract. Right. So, uh, what we've also done is we have basically kept. Um, see how he fixed my hair? Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Nobody else can see it, but I see that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know my hair was out of place. <laughs> well, it was covering your eyes, you know, beautiful as they are. So he wanted just to oh, showcase. He just wanted to showcase that. I don't know why, because nobody else is seeing this except for me. So, <laughs> but when we do the video coming soon, you know, we, we should have went on. We should have went on live. Oh yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, you could have come by the house. It been. It been funny. But you know, I wanted to test out this whole phone system because i haven't really tested it out properly yet it's still got some kinks you know wi-fi and stuff keeps cutting out and, and whatnot so forth so you guys keep dropping and stuff but i think i have a solution for that so but that's another show for another day you know yeah, but yeah. yeah. And, and the one thing too that we've done we've literally cut out society's rules and regulations right. as what is expected in a relationship right right at the end of the day it is as you said what i can do yeah that I can do, 
do for her. I just do it. I don't, she doesn't have to ask, and I don't even make a mention of it. I just do it. Right. It. Right? I don't look for anything in return. Yeah. I see for sir. Yeah. Right? Because when, that is what love language is. When you can do something for your partner just out of love. Yeah. That is when you start to see and actually feel that connection and that love, that 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 that, that bond between the two of them. Right, Lydia. Um, this is going to be a question for you. Uh, I've learned this new word since last week with uh, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> uh, she came here and she was talking about yeah, em- <laughs> e- emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yes. So, sociosexual. So similar to my girl Chaos, I'm also a sociosexual, meaning you are attracted to intelligent people, and that doesn't necessarily mean book smarts. Right. People who you can vibe with, there'll always be a dialogue. Right. It has to make sense, and it it has to be like a tennis match, back and forth. Can't be a one way conversation. So was preacher always your emotional intelligence dude or did he have to work at it to be where he, it is he, now He had his strong points in different ways like so where he got me is in the spiritual aspect Right right um and then he had to come along with other, in other ways. Right. But he's he's built up, and he conti- like we continue to grow. Like right. Every day is a learning opportunity, and we should always continue to improve on ourselves. Right. right? Self included. That's good, Paul. Mm-hmm. Emotional yes. intelligence. You know about it. How you feel yes, about sir. it? Huh? I do. Um, with, with regards to Lydia, um, for me, she had the, how do you say, she had an open mind. Right. Right. And, um, I would say very, yeah, she was very independent. She knew what she was about. She knew what she was talking. Right. And. I loved that about her, you know. As they would say, she was very independent. Right. That sort of a way. And um, with all of that that she had, the fact that she was also on that spiritual path. Right. But I could see for myself that it needed nurturing. Right. Right. So. So she wasn't afraid to, like, ask questions, you know, make statements. And I would listen, not to listen to respond, but to listen to her. Right? And with that, I was able now to understand her even better. And when I responded to her questions, I responded more in depth than just a person who just listened to respond. Right. 
right? And and I was able to to help her grow spiritually. And um, you know, and a lot of things too that she would mention, she would talk about, also helped me in areas that I considered myself weak. Right. And the Wi-Fi is frozen. Oh, there yeah. we go. Oh, back on. Yeah, you were good. Yeah. So that connectivity is basically for me. I love a woman that knows who she is, loves who she is, the skin she's in. You know, that's I. I love a person like that. All right. You so <sighs> relationships, we have communication. We have the spiritual aspect, you know, we have the faith, we have the joining of cultures and open-mindedness to to one another, to each other. And then we have the sex component, you know. <laughs> then we have the sex component. So um, yes. a lot of people base their relationships on sex and majority of it sex and sex does play a part in your relationship i mean if and i've asked this question before if the if the sex is not good if, i mean you have everything else but the sex is really not where you want it to be and the communication fails on that aspect do you still stay right but in your case i'm not going to ask you that question i'm going to say Yo, how's the sex, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, you're a man oh. of God. How how is how is that how 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 is that like you know, is that freaky deaky stuff? Is you just you just keep that on on the hush hush? You know, you you a man of, of faith. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. First and foremost, I'm a man. <laughs> Right? Uh-huh. Not because I'm a, I'm a man of faith means that I'm restricted. Yeah. Right? A lot of people, that that's one of the most, uh, how would I put it? Most, the most common uh, misunderstanding mm. that people have. They feel, oh, because he's a man of God, he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't. Right? Uh-huh. But the whole thing is, no, we're first a man. That's what God created. Done, he's just decided to use me, mm-hmm. right, or, or any, to convey his word and the, the blessing and the gifts he's given uh-huh. is to interpret his word to other people. So yeah. those, those, those <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So when it comes to life, living, I'm just like everybody else. So the handcuffs that I see in the background there. And the whip on the bed, that's that's uh <laughs> that's just like everybody else. Eh? <laughs> I, I'm just trying I'm just trying to say, you know, that preacher as a preacher's wife, you know, and you get down into the freaky freaky stuff, like, you know. So basically sex is good still. Yeah, se- listen, as I say, sex is this. You do whatever it is you who do with your your partner. Yeah. Right? Because people are always like, Oh, how you only 
you know, you were, yeah, like, trust me, I have grown up, I had girlfriends, I've had my... Hope so. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, if I'm in a relationship, people used to ask me that. They're like, how are you so faithful? I said, listen, when you decide to get married, yeah, you are supposed to be able to do everything that you want to go out on the outside and do with some other woman. All that freaky stuff. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to do it with your wife. Right. If you can't do that with your wife, then you're not with you're not you're not either not in the right head space or you're not with the right person you're supposed to be with. All right. So if that is the case, based on what you just said, if that is the case, mm -hmm. then would you now move on? Because you're not with the, would you now move on if 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 you're not with that person, that person that you're supposed to be with, you can't do those things that you would do with somebody else or somebody else like you want to do, and they're not willing to do that stuff. And as you said, that person may not be the person for you. Then, how long before you decide? Okay, well, this is this is just not where it's supposed to be. Let let's just say, and this hypothetical, you're married. Yeah. Things, yeah. things aren't. Well, two things will happen. Mm. Two things will happen. Hold on, but you, there's also there's also the aspect of kind of ha having to fight for your relationship. Right. There's other aspects that are working, and the sexual aspect is not. You can most people in their benefits package ha have <laughs> like a gay <laughs> pee. You can come to the benefits here we come in the benefits package hey i, I got married so let me hold on what what's the benefits package of this so let me go page 24 yeah. subsection a uh yeah. that's right you, you have to you can you can the, my point is you can seek sources right for counsel right you know what if the person what if the man is really shy right what if the woman is really shy? Right. What if he wants certain sexual acts but can't communicate that to their partner? Right. What if they grew up in a, a religious sanctum that told them that jerking off or, sorry, you know what? Touching uh -huh. themselves was sin. That's okay. You can say masturbation, yeah. Was sin. Masturbation mm -hmm. was sin. What, 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 you know, and that inhibited their sexual experience. Right. Or inhibited their sexual um they just put them in a sexual closet right more or less and so now it's come onto your relationship so you um mitigating through a third party which is a psychologist or a psychiatrist right will probably fix that issue and you don't have to walk away in the benefits package got it in the benefits <laughs> Listen, when 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 you guys are when when you're marrying people, you need to tell them about this benefits package, eh? You need to make sure that people PLG officiants on Instagram definitely teaches you about the benefits package. That's right. You gotta get that benefits package up because you know this is the first this is the first time that I'm hearing about a benefits package and you married me. So you know, I'm I'm a little, I'm <laughs> um, I'm just not happy about this. I need to know what else I get in this benefit package, man. What counsel? Like, bro, <laughs> you need you need to come, come correct when you when you're talking about this stuff. 
Jeez. Benefits, they got a <laughs> benefits package. What? <laughs> well, at least you made me laugh. <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, listen, we've been talking. If you're just tuning in, we've been talking to Preacher and Lydia, his wife, about love relationships, sex, spiritual aspects of it. Uh, 416-804-8244. We are about to wind this thing down. Roughly two minutes left to go in the show. So, conclusion, I want to say, A, thank you guys for coming up and, and, and talking and having some fun and explaining a little bit about uh, relationships and how you see it with the whole uh, spiritual aspect, you know, how your relationship, things that people can do outside going forward to look for to have that long-term loving relationship like you guys have. Um, I want to say thank you, Lydia, especially because, you know, you weren't supposed to be on the show, but uh, you decided to help out, which is great because now we can get a perspective from both male and female, which is fantastic. I always like to do that. You know, you're my girl from time, so. You're so welcome. Thank I, you. It was my I, I love I love conversations like this. If it helps the, if it helps somebody, then I it's it's great. Excellent, excellent. So you wanna p- place out a plug? You know, where can can they follow you at? Where can they follow you at? Where can on IG? Oh, for myself. Well, I'm on IG as Lady Lydia uh seventy eight. That's my personal IG. My business IG is at Nutrinai, N-U-T-R-I-N-A-I, and we are officiants, so if you're getting married this spring, summer, or fall, hit us up at plgofficients.com. Uh, you can send us an email, uh, plgofficients at gmail.com. Preacher is on Instagram at... Uh, well, everybody know Preacher, Biker for Life. That's right. It's my Instagram. You know, so you can hit me up there. And yes, um, with uh, we are officiants, both myself and my wife. Right. It's PLG officiant on Instagram, on Facebook. It's PLG officiant as well. And um, what other side? And we also have our, our official website, which is PGL. PGL. PLG, sorry, officials. And that's our time. Peace. Peace. Everybody. All right. Thank you. Listen, that was fantastic. Time is done. Yeah, 